Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Rich Relationship Podcast, episode number seven. Don't take it personal, conflict resolution. There is some thunder going on. It's not because we are in conflict. It's because it's actually raining outside. Yes, it is. I was kind of wondering if they were going to hear that while we were recording. Yeah, so if you hear some thundering over the recording, we just wanted to get stay on schedule this week with our recording. So if you hear some thundering, it's not because me and Renee are having conflict. It's because... You know, when I was little, they used to say if you heard it thunder, it was God moving his furniture. So maybe he's in conflict with his decor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, today we're going to actually be talking about a subject that I think affects every person. Yes. At some point in their life. I would say even before you can actually even talk, we're going to be talking about conflict on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. And the title is called Don't Take It Personal. So... We ain't going to take it personal. We just going to get into the episode. Yes. As I mentioned earlier on this uh, episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, I mentioned the conflict starts early in our life. And it's funny because I was actually watching my nephew who was in conflict with his sister over a toy. <laughs> you must be talking about Elisha. <laughs> yes. He wanted it and she was not giving that thing up. And before we even decided that we, well, we kind of decided that we were going to be doing this episode about conflict, but that was a snapshot to me about some of the things we're going to be talking about today on this episode about conflict. And I just watched him and he was throwing a tantrum. (laughs) He was crying. He was making all kind of noise and he was showing. And and I think absolutely. And I think. And, and, it, and who taught him how to do that? It, it is ingrained in us from the very beginning. And he can't even talk yet. Yes. Really. I mean, he tries to talk, but he can't talk yet. But and it was so funny because God brought it to my, my mind that, see, that's exactly how we are. Even as adults, we are still throwing tantrums as adults exactly. and we have an extensive vocabulary. So that's actually the conflict and the source that. I think, and I said this to you earlier while we were talking about the episode, even before we started recording was, and I'm going to make this statement and hopefully it will will, make you think. Yeah, absolutely. And every source, the source of every conflict is I'm not getting what I want. And you know why I can prove that it's true? James 4 says, why are there arguments and quarreling amongst you? Mm-hmm. You ask and you don't get. You covet and you kill, but you cannot receive. Is it because you ask with the wrong motives and you want to spend it on yourself? So that just proves that the arguments and the quarrels that we are going through, that's James chapter four, James mm-hmm. chapter four. It's just basically talking about the arguments and the quarreling that we are in. It starts internally. It's an internal conflict with ourselves. And because we want something that the person is not giving us or can't give us or won't give us. 
And so what we have to do is reconcile in our own hearts, how are we going to react as an adult when someone takes our toy Mm -hmm. or when they do something that we don't like? Are we going to react like a two-year-old or are we going to react like a mature adult? And and that's actually the, the path that we have to talk about because when you think about the root cause to all the conflicts is I'm not getting what I want. Right. You know, and when you think about that, it makes you challenge your own thought processes and makes you do some internal self-examination about. And I think you have to really start to say, what is it that I want? Right. First, that is like the first step in in going through this and understanding the sources of the conflict. And we were talking about it again earlier. A lot of the sources comes internally, like you were describing, you know, we have these things that we want and desire and you are going to be going against not against what you may already have thought about in your own life but you're going to actually be have to go to someone because we are in a world of people and every conflict you're going to have the one of the common denominators is going to be it's going to be with people yes and sometimes with yourself because i think that when we don't address our own personal internal conflicts, then it makes us have, it escalates the amount of conflicts you're going to have with other people. Mm -hmm. I think that the more peace you have on the inside of your heart, the easier it is to navigate in a world where everyone is dealing with the same thing and not be a part of the problem, be a part of the solution. And, And this is a question that you can even ask yourself as you're listening to this episode that ask yourself this question, do I really know what I want from the other person? or persons that I'm in conflict with, because that is going to be the root of the conflict. Yeah. And, you know, I think about, we were talking about an example you asked, you said, do you remember the first conflict we ever had? Mm -hmm. And of course I thought about a whole bunch of them, but I think the one that you gave the best example was with our first real, because that really was our first real conflict. And that was the holiday. Go ahead. It was the date when we were supposed to go on a date and you wouldn't work with someone. Yeah, I went to help a friend who, who, help had, a friend. who had just recently purchased a business and he didn't have any employees. So I went over there to help him uh, run his store for a little while. And it just lost track of time or and and what you can tell the story about what happened. Afterwards. Well, I'll tell from my perspective. <laughs> well, this was before cell phones. And so this was like back in the day when people yeah. used home phones right. and Gil was very punctual he was always on time and so he didn't he was, we were supposed to go on a date he didn't call he didn't respond to my phone calls and so the longer he went without responding the angrier I got and so by the time I finally talked to him I had already gone through like 25 steps of anger <laughs> and frustration and tearing things up and you know just I was I was upset I was right. really upset And looking back on it now, I was so upset about that because I had my own issues. I think that when you have a lot of turmoil inside, every little thing escalates. It kind of sets it off. It just makes it worse. And so I think that had I been in a better place on my own, I probably would not have reacted the way. And I did. I cussed. I was in Gil saying I cussed him out. Yes, I cussed him out. Again, y'all. I cussed him out twice <laughs> in a time. As, as long as we've been together, I've cussed him out twice. And they were both, they were both before we were saved. Right, right. And we're both young. We're teenagers. <laughs> but you could just tell that was one of my go-to solutions was to use my mouth as a weapon. And so we, 
I don't how we resolved that. I don't even really remember. I guess we had a talk. That oh was yeah, we and we we've been talking for a long time. And I think back to that episode to where what happened, and when you think about root causes, was it that you wanted an apology? Was it that you wanted to me to take responsibility for my own actions and how I messed up, or did you want me to just? give in to your requests and your demands. You better show up or whatever. But you couldn't reach me at the time. So that kind of goes back to what we were talking about is when you have that conflict, what is it that you want? So sometimes you can have, and we're going to talk a little bit about it and and later in this episode about the inner inner conflict that you have in yourself. But you were sitting there stewing over this thing. Having this whole conversation. And it's really bad to have a conversation with another person without them there because you're answering the questions Based on your, it goes back to autobiographical listening. Mm-hmm. We do everything autobiographically. We're oh. listening to things through the scope of our own past experiences. And like I said, I've been disappointed a lot. So I was used to being disappointed. And this was something Gil had never done. He'd never not kept his word. And so what I hope, would hope we would understand is that when we're angry, when we're in our feelings, we're not being rational. Sometimes you're going to make decisions when you're angry that you will regret. And it's funny because you can actually have and I think everybody has done this at one point in time where you have a conflict with somebody and that person is nowhere around. Right. But you having an argument in your mind internally with this person about what's going on. And that can be bad in a sense because you've already you're filling in blanks and this person is not even there to contribute to the conflict or to resolution to hopefully to get to resolution of the conflict and you are just going off and then once you actually get in their presence you like man you had this all planned out and everything that you were going to say and it just kind of eludes you or escapes and you're like dumbfounded yeah and see the thing about it was that i'm grateful because my godmother you know she was a very wise woman and she you know her question was well this isn't like gil you know, so you can't just allow one situation to erase all the good he's done all along. So you're going to end your relationship because I had broke up with him. I had all of his stuff in the box. But I, had, I didn't even know. Yeah, he didn't even know about it. <laughs> I mean, I just I was so upset. I got a, I went to the kitchen and drank a bottle of cooking sherry. <laughs> I was just I was tripping. Looking back on it now. Right. And my godmother, she was like, you know what? You're going to end your relationship with him over one situation. And I think that's something I thought about today was that. Conflict only destroys relationships that are really not strong. Right. If you're going to have a conflict and it's going to destroy your relationship, the relationship wasn't really, it wasn't strong enough because you're going to have conflicts. That's a part of relationships. And it's a part of life. It's a part of life. You're going to have conflicts. And so it's a matter of learning how to ask yourself, what's more important, the quality of this relationship or me getting what I want? You know, and as you think about those conflicts that you have and and I have you you guys know as I go through this I have material and things and lists and stuff like that that it's really important that you always do some assessments always do some inner looking at you you know especially when you're in relationship with someone else it's easy to look at the other person right and and point out flaws and difficulties and shortcomings and all the things that we kind of talk about in these episodes but you have to look at you first. You have to always in every situation. And even in conflict, you actually have a style in your conflict. 
and we're going to talk about this in the very first one. There's actually five different conflicts styles that you have. And the first two are the ones that most people will stay with, you know, and, and I actually was looking at this information and, and I'm the very first one. I'm going to put myself out there. I am a suppressor. When really, I have babe? a, so I know this is a shock. Oh my gosh, I'm shocked. <laughs> but when I have a problem, this is where I'm actually deflecting from discussion. I don't want to talk about it. I'm keeping it to myself. I'm almost, for, it's almost like putting a forbidden thing on the, whoever I'm in conflict with that I won't even go into it. Right. And I keep it to myself. Right. You know, and, and naturally, I know even though we're doing a podcast and this is an external thing, I'm naturally an introvert, you know, personally, you know, right. I say that I, I lean more towards introvertness than I do external or being an extrovert. But suppression is my very my default. Right. And the second one is avoidance. Now, it's a little bit different from how you suppress it, because you're actually refusing to talk to someone about who you have this dispute with. Most people are stuck at these two. You know, when it comes to uh, suppression mm-hmm. or avoidance. Right. Out of those two, which one would you say you kind of um, lean neither, more toward? I'm neither of those. You're neither of those. No. What, what are you? I, I, I like to resolve things. But you, but, and see, and, we, and that's the third one. You know, you have to get to the resolution part. But the one thing that is actually interesting when you go to resolution, there is some actual habits and tactics that we actually have developed over time. And... And you can tell me if any of these resonate with you, you know, that you can listen to on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. Here we're talking about conflict resolution. And what's the title that you came up with? Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. So the very first one is, and you already did this one. These are some of the pre almost resolution things that when you're working towards resolution, you actually have these habits that you maybe have developed over time, you know, and some of them are ingrained, like my nephew having a temper tantrum. And some yes. of them are actually developed over time because of our experiences and And the way people react to you in the, conflict. The first one is anger. Yes. This is the one that you were just talking about. You're driven by emotions. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. You're in your feelings as a, as a, as a kid. And, and this is one that you can tend to be tried to intimidate people and also control people. Mm-hmm. And that's one that I think people will definitely have problems with when nobody wants to be controlled. Now, the other kind of habit that you kind of developed, and this is somebody who's very flattering, charismatic. You're having a conflict before you can even get to the conflict, before you can get the resolution. But it's all these are all driven by you trying to get your way more than resolve the conflict. conflict, Right. And that's something that you have to think about when it comes to conflict resolution is it's not necessarily about you getting your way. It's about finding a resolve for both people. Exactly. A mutual agreed upon resolution towards a situation. Where both people get what they need. You know. Not just one person. Because it's not just one person in the relationship. Oh, no. Oh, no. Would you say, well, I won't say this. I'll ask that question. Men and women tend to, I think when it comes to anger, I would say men will probably default to this one quicker than a woman would. Mm -hmm. You know, and 
charis- being charismatic or very flattering, and tr- as I just described that one, are charming. The gift of persuasion is one of the gifts of. It's a blessing and a cursing. And would you? Say, and I would say a woman would it's, probably. Yes. And I'm not being chauvinistic. No, I know no, these can be either matter, one. Yeah, it's just a matter of understanding the way God wired us. I mean, that's one of the one of the things that happened in the garden. Right. He says you want to be head over him, but instead he'll be head over you. Now the up next one is promises. When you try to get to the point where you're trying to resolve a conflict and you'll make any kind of promises that you can. And this is, again, to get your way, not to get to a resolution that you'll do whatever it takes right. just to get past it. Persuasive arguments. It's almost like but that's still deflecting. That's still really not addressing. Nope. And the, the and real issue. Right. And these are all like I was saying, these are all things that people do. Before you can even get to resolution, right. we're going to talk about the way you can get to a resolution in a positive way. These are some of the preconceived habits that people have. If you're right. persuasive in your argument, these are I won't say again, I'm not being trying to be chauvinistic, but this is the one that I think this is one that I think women will more likely lean towards. towards right. Because know, it's the way we're wired. I mean, and persuasive information, women, everybody, uh, you can look at statistics and science and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. Women have a more extensive vocabulary than most men as oh, far as how many words we use and yes. things like that you may have heard that when you comes to argument and and I've been married we've been married for a while yeah and it's not that we we have discussions we don't do the knockdown drag out fighting yeah, and that kind of no. thing but we it's, have it's not productive but sometimes I feel like man I ain't, I have so much to say but it's like <laughs> you done whipped it out and I'm like ugh. I have no words. Do you think that it's gotten better <laughs> since we've gotten older? Yeah. Because yeah. especially like, like, let's go back to the situation we were talking about before our first conflict. Mm-hmm. I think that that was when I didn't know that men are don't use as many words as women. Right. And that I don't think I was really helping you to learn. That's one of the things the Lord showed me. You can't expect for him to know how to deal with your feelings if you don't learn how to share them with him in a way where he knows what to do with them. Because if you just dump it all out at one time for a guy, that's overwhelming. Right. And and even with that, where you may be more persuasive in your, your vocabulary and those types of things. Uh, one thing that I know that we actually have identified with us is when we when you if you want to relate to me for in, in the situation, logically is where I can really grasp on. So to instead of saying, trying. how do you feel? I always say, babe, what are you thinking? Right. Right. And, and that helps. And now the next one is called shaming. Mm-hmm. These are the expressions of dismiss, you shock, and you disapprove another's behavior. Usually this makes them feel bad. Right. You know, you're trying to make them feel bad about how they feel. It's how somebody feels even when you're going through a conflict is not right or it's not wrong. It's just how they feel. Right. And they have to be they have to be uh, secure or feel safe enough to be able to communicate that. Right. To and, their and to be able to agree to disagree, and and if they can't do that, one of the things that they're going to build up is those barriers and those blockers to stop the whole process of going through. They're going to fall back into the suppression and the avoidance. You know, they're not going to talk about it. these are all things you think about it that will make the person revert back to the first two, right. suppress and avoid. Where you, right now we're talking about resolution. These are just the things to get to resolution, and if you don't rightfully embrace them right it's going to shut it down right so the next one is gaming this is really another better way of saying this manipulating or bargaining Mm -hmm. you know playing games negotiation you know if you do this 
I'll do that. Right. You know, this is it's not working towards resolution. It's still me putting what I want first, first. almost like you're trying to do a business deal or a transaction to get what I want to accomplish what I desire, which is the rightful agreement to to get what I want out of the, the conflict where I come out on top. Yeah. And, and when it comes to conflicts and it comes to arguments and it comes to disagreements, there is no win or you, you don't you don't win by getting your way. You win by thinking about how is this going to make the other person feel mm-hmm. and not just think about yourself. Because I think a part, something we learned early was that there is no win or lose. It's like accepting responsibility so that you can move on and begin to work on understanding each other better versus right. just wanting to get your way. Right. And then the, the next two that we're talking about is threatening. This is and this is something that we made a, an agreement even when we got married oh, that yeah. we would we're never dating. play the divorce card or the breakup card. Even right. when we were dating, we wouldn't do those. I won't call them breakups or where you have those times where you just together and you're not together right. and you're back off together. And, and it, it, I was like, you're better off just yeah. going your separate ways. Because I would ways. say off and on ends up off. Right, right. <laughs> and then after we got married, that was something we never threatened the other when we were in conflict with the divorce card. Yeah. Or even threaten your physical safety. You know, someone who would physically threaten, use their, because men aren't naturally bigger than women. Right. For a man to use his physical stature at stature as an advantage over you that's not a healthy way to deal with conflict because right, it makes definitely. you shut down and, and if you don't i always say if you, whatever you don't talk out you're going to act out and that's mm-hmm. why you see couples that in one setting they're fine but when you get them in a setting by themselves they go their separate ways because they still have unresolved conflict mm-hmm. and you don't want to act like everything is okay. right you want to really learn how to really deal with those have things. things be a clean slate and they go back to again go back to avoiding it's almost like reverting back to right. your default of avoiding and suppressing if you're going through trying to get to resolution and then as you just mentioned about the physical force now the physical force is like you just talked about is tend to be more men on that side but it can women be women. Can do it too. Yeah, yes. it can be. It can be. And then the other side of that, I will even caveat this and say, add it to that is an emotional, yes, and and mental abuse, so yes. to speak, or force on 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 a guy. So those are the, the some of the resolution habits that you can get into that will prevent you from getting those are to the barriers. Resolu- the barriers to actually having resolution versus the tools you need so what do we how do we overcome those what are some of the things we do to overcome some of those, those things we get to do to overcome those and once you get past those you actually are want to get to the point where you actually are transforming you you're actually transforming in the sense of you're you're using the conflict to explore this is where you're trying to get to right. and we're going to talk about where how to get to those points um, here in a second with some of the, the things that we've used in the past and some of the couples that we've worked with um, how to resolve a conflict because it's a process. It is. It it's is. a process that you can actually go through because the goal of the process that you want to go through is to get to the transforming part where you can actually ex- use that conflict as a point of resolution but also after, once it's resolved you can use it to allow your relationship to grow. And get better. Let's talk more about what you said about our first conflict. Mm-hmm. So from your side of the fence, 
how what happened from your side from what happened from the first side and it's going all the way back to if you just joining us on the rich relationship podcast with gil and renee we're talking about conflict resolution and don't take it personal we're we're renee told the story about our what we would probably say is our first conflict where i was supposed to show up for our date and i was helping a friend and from my side of the street and i was just helping this person out but once we actually talked i wanted to get to the point of what's really the problem you know are you mad that i didn't show up are you mad that i stood you up or that i didn't call that's what i wanted to find out what what are you really mad about you know and i think as we talked about it i think it kind of gave back to is like renee said i was always punctual and always on time and and it really if i had to say what the root cause was i didn't keep my word that's what it was I didn't keep my word. I, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And another thing is, I didn't feel like I was the priority. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing in relationships. When someone is the priority, someone else can't take that place. And so I think that that was a part of it. You know, I didn't feel like I was a priority and I didn't feel like you kept 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 your word. And so those are the things. And looking back on it now, and I think it it did. It made our relationship stronger because then we got to really understand what you need from me right it's not about you you you're gonna have things come up just let me know and so that's something we've always done as a couple as you know hey if i'm going to be late or if if i need to make changes i'm just going to respect you enough to let you know that right and and so and this is even before we even had any kind of formal training or went through we were still just dating we're still just kids in that sense but i think we were what 18? Yeah, so I was still in high school. We were, we've been old our whole yeah. life, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Probably acting like old folks, but that's a whole nother conversation. So we're going to actually get a little bit more into this, but at this point in our uh, topics or in our show, we actually going to go into Got Wisdom and Got Questions. It's that time. So what you got? You, you you had two of them, which was from our listeners. And we just want to say thank you for all the listeners. It, we are growing, y'all. Yes, we are. So, and Renee and guess was, what, babe? What's up? This is episode number seven. Yeah. Woo! Bells and whistles. Clap, clap, clap. This is like a major... A plateau. Plateau. Uh, well, I'll say it's a major uh, milestone to reach the seventh episode. And so thank you for sticking with me for these seven episodes. (laughs) It's been fun. Thank you all for being a part of this and listening to us and sharing it. And And we're on so many different platforms. Yeah, and I I thank you for all your work. You know, I know that's a hard, that's a lot of work. I, I see it, you know, the podcast is fun and we enjoy it. But it's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that is not here in the studio, a.k.a. closet, that we do. Um, other than just talking and recording this, right. you know, there's a lot of things that you have to do outside of this. And I thank you for that. All your work, getting it's it up so pleasure. everybody can listen to it. it. I even it. I had a, 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 somebody came up to me today and seen a sticker on the car and they were like, whoa, I heard y'all. <laughs> and I was like, really? That's good. That's good. And they're like, I'm going to keep listening. I'm going to keep listening. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. So. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being a part of our community. And let's help us to grow. And so let's go into our got wisdom oh, and got question. Okay. So what you got? So our got wisdom comes from Robin Hare mm-hmm. from Winston, Georgia. Georgia. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you. Robin. I love you, Robin. Um, and what'd she say? Her wisdom really was our conversation. We were just talking. She was just sharing something with me. And her wisdom was, we have got to live our lives 
treating the things that are entrusted into our care as if we are a steward and not an owner. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really simple, but it's so important. Let's just use an example. If you're living in in the house, car you drive, the house you live in, the spouse you have, your children are all, they yeah. all belong to the Lord. They're gifts. They are gifts. And we should treat them as if they belong to the Lord and not they belong to us. Because I think that we treat things we don't own mm-hmm. sometimes better. Right. And so I, that, I just thought that was so beautiful. So I wanted to share that because we have got to learn how to shift our mind from I own this to I get to use this. Right. And it's an attitude of gratitude and appreciation. It does. And it's humbling to be borrowing someone's stuff. You're going to treat it different than if you think it's yours. So right. that's our God wisdom. So thanks, Robin. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. And our God question, question mm-hmm. came from Manette Harris from Montgomery, Alabama. Woo-woo, our home where we live now. And her question was, how do you have a companion of the opposite gender if you don't have a desire to get married? So, babe, I'm going to let you answer that you, question. You're going to let me start? You okay, from, ahead, from, start. from the guy's perspective, I'll, I'll say it this way. It's important when you have a companion because you were my companion when we were just dating. Yes. And I think, and while I, if you listen to the other episode where it says I wanted to be there early, that wasn't what I was pursuing to get married to you at the time. Mm-hmm. Because while that may have been something that I had in the back of my mind, it was more about developing the friendship. I think all the successful relationships that we know, people who, who we know who have successful relationships and marriages and those things, one, the common denominator is they are friends. They're friends. That's the essence of the foundation. If I can say it that way, that is the foundation of a healthy, of, rich relationship. Of a healthy it's friendship. It, absolutely. And, and if you're, and I think the marriage part may come and right. it may not, because like she said in her question, if you don't have the desire, the desire is not there because you just meeting the person or you just are just friends. Right. It's just like a, the person is still really a stranger. You really don't know them enough to say, oh, I want to jump straight to marriage. You're just uh, starting the, the relationship itself. So you haven't even had enough time to even develop to get to the point of marriage. So I would say that's OK to be have that feeling right now, but it's just a feeling. You don't know what God has for you until you do the work prior to that, which is being a friend first. Yes. And I agree with that. I think it's important to be honest with people when you're going into relationships with them as to what your intentions are. But I think it's kind of it would be kind of arrogant to say, well, hey, I want to be your friend. I don't want to marry you. It's like that's kind of like putting the horse before the cart. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just better to just enjoy the moment right. and to enjoy the relationship and to enjoy the friendship. Because I do believe that you can be friends with someone of the opposite sex without it leading to anything other than just pure friendship. As right. long as you're honest, you're open and you're transparent. But you have to be also open to it could become more marriage, than that. Yeah. But that's not what you're looking for. That's not so I think that's goal. really a healthy place to be, actually, because <laughs> a lot of women who are single, they're they go into every woman's every relationship. Well, this is going to be my husband. It might not be. Right. He's just going to be your friend. And guess what? Even if you don't marry that person, he can still always be your friend. And there's still value in that. Yes. So we thank Robin and we thank Bonette for their got wisdom, got questions in this relationship. And also you can always find us on our website 
at richrelationshipsus.com or you can actually see our YouTube channel. We have it out there, The Rich Relationships with Gil and Renee. Or you can send your email questions or anything like that to richrelationshipsus at gmail.com. Thank you. (laughs) It's my pleasure. So as we talked about some of the issues with conflict and some of the habits that we have and what's already, the root cause and of the it root and cause and the we first got, step is to not take it personal or not make it personal right because conflict is only bad when they're unresolved mm-hmm. or when you make it personal right and and like i mentioned earlier when we talk about resolution or coming to resolving there it's it's a process and Sometimes people have conflicts that they may have had, and especially when it comes to a relationship or marriage or even in a a, a, a family, a, a family or at work. If you haven't been, I won't say taught it, you don't know it. But if you haven't been um, exposed to a, a process of resolving a conflict, these things can go on for years yeah. and, and years. And then you forget what the root cause is and then everything becomes the problem so everything is a conflict. right so in the program that we we got certified in with preparing and rich and that's one of the things that they they taught us and we and some of these things you may already do right but now you can actually put a label and a name on them and say oh i so do that continue to do it Six, over and, and over, over again and, and that's where you develop those where we talked about the pre-habits that you have when it comes to resolution you it, some of those barriers can stop you from getting to resolution in a conflict these are some positive steps, some some actual steps that you can take to get to a real resolution. And regardless of the conflict that you're in, whether it's one with your spouse, your significant other, at the grocery your, store in line, driving with in your anyone, car. It, the first one, the first step, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit, is we, we talked about it, is you have to define the problem. Yes. What is the real problem? What is it that we talked about? The source of all conflict is you're not getting what you want. Right. But in in light of getting what you want, what you have it? to you have to know what is the root cause of this conflict that we may be in. So that's the that's the first part, which is defining the problem. And when you define the problem, you have to be very specific and very honest. And and you can't and that you have to be self-reflective you have to be doing personal inventory you can't try to figure out the other person's part you have to figure out what do i bring to this what could i do different what do i need and what could i have done how could i have handled this differently right and so even when you talk about being specific sometimes you can focus on symptoms and not the actual problem you know you you mentioned it in one of the episodes earlier where me leaving the toothpaste cap off of the toothpaste on the sink was the problem. And no, that's a symptom. That's a symptom. The problem was I work too much and I'm, right. you know, that's really what's bothering you. And, but the toothpaste being left on the counter in this bathroom is the one that just set it off. Right. So don't focus on the symptoms. Be specific in defining your problem. And you just kind of alluded to the next one is you have to own your part in the problem. In everything that happened. What way... Did you contribute to this problem once you've identified it and your your significant other or the person, your spouse or whoever you're in the conflict with can't tell you what you did. You have to be able to identify what you and did. And use your eye statements. I have a problem. When you leave the toothpaste top off <laughs> on the counter, it makes me feel that you don't appreciate me. Right. Cleaning up. Whatever it may right. be. So, and you so, don't ever say, you don't ever do anything. You've never helped me. No, you can't make it all, lump it all together. You have to deal with each incident as one incident and not 
bring everything all together. And it's one of the things that we do, I think, that is really good is that if I come to you with something that's bothering me, hey, Gil, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. This is bothering me. And then you take that and you say, okay. You don't then say, oh, well, since you're telling me what you did, well, let me tell you what you did to me. That is a very unhealthy way to deal with conflict. Mm-hmm. The person who brought the conflict should have the, the right to know that they can come to you with a conflict and you're not going to then put it back on them. Not say not. That's not your opportune time to say, oh, well, since you brought it up, this is ah, I have this problem. It's it's not going back for tit for tat because that's falling back into the pre-resolution habits. That's the gaming. Those are some of the other traits that we talked right. about earlier. And then you make the person forget. Now, what did I even you start making? Because I remember shaming. Them. Yeah, I start. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Am I because I remember when I was dating when I was younger, I remember whenever this one guy was there, whenever I would tell him anything he did, he made me feel like I was wrong. I was like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Then, of course, when we start learning all this stuff, I'm like, that is a tactic yeah. of a person who's a manipulator. It's to make you feel like you are the person that is wrong. Right. So, and then this is the, the, the next step that then we're talking about the some steps that you can take to resolving this. Think about some of the past attempts that you did what did you do to try to resolve this problem that did not work right because if you don't identify well that didn't work you know and more than likely you didn't do the first two you didn't define a problem and you didn't own your part in the problem and then or how did you contribute to this problem because it's unresolved right it keeps coming back up so if you have these problems that keep coming up or keep surfacing over something that may be very simple and it comes up and it blows back and you're like, I thought we dealt with this already. Obviously we didn't. Right. It, it, the other person didn't have resolution in that that thing. And then so now once you actually have kind of identified the problem, you've list your parts and your your how you contributed to the problem. You come up with you thought about some of the past steps that you tried to take. Now you're actually going to come together and say, OK, what are some solutions we could do? And write it down. Brainstorming, you yes. know, brainstorming. Which is helping your communication. Yeah. And, and this is the time where nothing is off the table, no matter how crazy it may sound, you know, well, in order You're for me. You're not going to buy toothpaste no more. Yeah, exactly. You can say that. <laughs> that could be a brainstorming thing. Yeah. We're not going to buy toothpaste or we're going to buy five tubes of toothpaste or we're going to buy, or, or I ain't going to brush my teeth. No, yeah. I'm just going to joke. No. So, but it's brainstorming is coming up with some solutions that we can do to actually come to a point to where we can resolve this thing. And no matter what the other person brings, you have to make sure you give them the freedom to bring their idea and that you actually hear it and say, you know okay. what, let's put that down too. Nothing is off the table because you don't want to fall back into the pre-habits again where you shame them or feel, ah, that's dumb, right. Don't that don't make no sense right. or whatever. Now you're going back into, you, you want to repeat this problem again. Yes. That's what you're really saying. Yes. So then you then you think about as you come up with a list, it doesn't you can come up with as many as you want. You know, a lot of times we deal with couples. We just say try to come up with five to ten of them right. or whatever the case may be. But once you come up with some solutions, then you start whittling them away. Right. You start saying, OK, OK, that one really doesn't make sense. Right. You agree about it and you mutually decide, OK, because you want to get down to all the way down to one or right. two that you can say, OK, these are the ones that we're going to try specifically one. You know, where you whittle them away, you know, however you decide to get to that point, you decide that we're going to work on this solution together. That's actually, believe it or not, guys, this is actually eight steps that you've already accomplished 
in trying to come to a res resolution on this problem. So again, just a quick recap of this. You're going to discuss you're going to discuss it. You're going to define the time or you're going to discuss and define the problem. You want to be specific. You're going to list some ways that you contributed to the problem. You're going to look at some past attempts that you did to try to resolve them that you didn't have success on. You're going to brainstorm some ideas. You're going to start talking about some solutions that you can come up with. You're going to decide on one specific thing that we can do to try to resolve this thing. Decide how you're going to actually work on this together. You're going to say, well, I'm going to do my part. You know, I'm going to take this on and say, this is what I can do for this solution. You can say, this is what you're going to do for this solution. And then once you kind of have done that, you can use it a time to say, OK, let's let this go. And we'll see. We're going to come back next week and we'll see how we're doing with this particular situation or particular problem. And, and, and you're going to reward your partner's efforts for sticking to the solution. And the first one is we're going to set a time, uh, set aside time to talk about it. Because mm -hmm. there has to be where you make, it goes back to making it a priority. Number one is making it a priority to resolve this. Because right. when you say, hey, you know what? This I got is a problem. Going on and I really want us to talk. That makes the person really feel like, man, you care enough about me or what's going on with me to set aside a time. So that's important. And then the last one is to reward the partner in their efforts for sticking to the solution. Because a part of it is that we're all very reward oriented. Everyone wants to feel like, you know, we say to the kids, good job, high five. Mm -hmm. But we all need that. It's the way we it's the way God created us to be. We are drawn to being rewarded and appreciated and and celebrated not criticized and torn apart right so those are some of the steps that you can actually take to actually a formula or a process to actually get to resolution on a conflict that you may be in you know i love all your notes and all your graphs and all your <laughs> input that you put because you bring, i'm a nerd y'all i'm a nerd it's okay we're both nerds we were looking at the pictures of us when we were little crumbs like you guys both look like nerds my glasses matched my dress but, I but just, you were coordinating. Yes, I was, even <laughs> back then. But I think a part of what I, I think about when you think about biblically, when you think about, you know, the heart of people, when I think about the conflicts I've had that have been left unresolved, it's because I I always want to resolve. I mm -hmm. always want there to be resolved. That's just the way I'm wired. I want, let's talk about it. Let's work through it. But a part of what I want to talk about, well, what do you do? when the other person doesn't want to resolve right you know a, a lot of times we talk about forgiveness you know conflict resolution you know you have to think about forgiveness when you forgive someone it doesn't mean there's going to be reconciliation not all the time and so i think a part of it we can't talk about conflict resolution and ignore the fact that there are going to be some situations disagreements where the other person has made up in their mind and in their heart they don't have anything to do with you. They don't want resolution. They don't want resolution. Unfortunately. Some people like holding on to grudges. Mm -hmm. They like, and they want to hold you hostage because they want to hold a grudge. The wisest thing to do in situations like that is to be okay with knowing that when people are in a fixed mindset, like we talked about in last week on our previous yeah. episode, when someone has a fixed mindset, you have to learn how to love them where they are, but be okay with leaving them there. Right. Because healthy relationships, relationships that are going to be beneficial to you are going to be people who are working towards resolution and working towards making things work. So I remember T.D. Jake saying, if someone can walk out of your life 
let them go. Right. And so I think that as believers, sometimes we feel like, well, I have to let people abuse me and, and mistreat me. No. no, that's not healthy. And that can be tough when you are in a relationship with somebody. It may be somebody you're close to, maybe a relative or, you've known a long or, time. or even somebody you've been in a relationship with for a long time. That's not a relative, but even in a, a spousal or pursuit to get married or even dating for a while. Those things can be challenging to let go of, but you owe it to yourself. You're valuable. Right. You're valuable in a sense. And this goes for guys and girls because guys have difficulty just as much as women when it yes. comes to their identity, when it comes to identity, but also comes to being in a, a good, healthy relationship, you know, to where you put value on yourself just as much as you put on the other person, because until you value yourself, you can't put value on yeah. another person. You're going to attract someone else who does not value themselves because you don't value yourself. So I just think it's important to, that we talk about when we're talking about conflict resolution. Sometimes the resolution will not bring reconciliation. Right. Sometimes you have to be okay with, not that you, you know. I, holding grudges. You're right. not holding grudges. You're not holding grudges. You, Scott um, told us one thing. He said, people who walk in offense. They can't get out and no one can get in. You want to build bridges, not fences. And so you have to be okay with understanding that. I love this person. I care about them. I want it to work. But I value me enough not to allow how you feel about you to devalue me. Right. And so understanding that conflict resolution sometimes will not bring reconciliation. reconciliation. So we passed a lot of information. This, believe it or not, this has gone by super fast. Yeah. And we can keep going on. And, and we're going to revisit some conflict resolution Different things. Different aspects of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but just to do kind of a summary, if you kind of jumped in at the, near the end, we kind of talked about some of the five primary conflict resolution styles that you have where you go through from suppression to avoidance with the goal of trying to get to a resolution. But even when you're doing resolution, you have some habits that you may have developed that can prevent you from getting a firm resolution on where you can be very charismatic and flattering. You try to persuade, you promise things, you play the shame and also play games. You threaten people and you can be threatened or even physical. You know, so those are things that you can act, be anti habits to getting to a resolution. But you can also have some positive action steps that you can actually take. We went through a 10 step process of coming to a resolution. It's a process that you actually go through to get to a point to where you can say, hey, I feel we're in a good place as it pertains to this situation that we are moving forward and we're getting better at. And, and just like anything else. You play like you practice. Right. And, when, and another thing that we didn't talk about is like what we do. The reason why we are doing this is because we realize that most people don't have the tools. They don't have the support. They don't have the community. And so sometimes when you have a conflict as a spouse or in a relationship, you may need an outside person. Right. And that's biblical. You know, if you try to go to this person and you can't resolve it, sometimes you need a neutral pers party or person, a mentor, someone in your life to kind of help you to kind of see your part in it. And so that's what we're here for. That's a part of what this whole podcast and it's our life's mission is to help build, repair and restore healthy relationships with individuals, yourselves, with God, people and of course, food, because that's a part of what I'm called to do. But if you need help with that, if you need people to have in your life that can speak life to you, if you notice, I mentioned different people that have the authority to speak into my life. First, you know, God and my husband, but like 
you know, when I was younger, my godmother. We need those people in our life that can speak to us that we will listen to. I talked about it before. Everyone is always talking about having a vision board party. We need to have a decision board party. Who's on your board that helps you to make decisions about things that matters of the heart and things where sometimes you might be in your own way? Who are those people in your life? Mm -hmm. So that's a good point to close the show out on. So just remember, we are always here. We try to help where we can and we want to provide good information when we can. So thank you for joining us on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. Okay, here's next week. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Bye. Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves, our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow!